Welcome to Starring You. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. Today, guys, I have the pleasure of speaking with Maisha Reynolds, founder of Be Spiritually Bold. And her mission is to help women step out in faith and be bold in all of their endeavors. Welcome to the show, Maisha. Hi, how are you? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Ah, no worries. No worries. Thank you so much for being on the show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So as you said, I am Maisha. I am from Atlanta, Georgia, but I currently live in Cairo, Egypt. I've been here with my husband and our cat since August um, because I accepted a position to be an international school counselor at an American school. And so my profession has brought me all the way to the motherland. Um, so I'm enjoying it. It's definitely been a journey. I'm also, like I said, a wife and the creator of Be Spiritually Bold. Okay, that is absolutely amazing. So you are an international school counselor, right? Like that, that is yes, fascinating. Yes, I am. Okay, because that actually answered one of my, uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but Cairo, Egypt, like, We'll get to okay. that in a minute, guys, because I know other people are probably wondering, okay. how did that happen? Um, so let me ask you this. Why did you create Spiritually Bold? So Be Spiritually Bold was actually kind of a, I guess, God put it on me, but I kind of ran away from it. So I'm currently 28 and for all of my life, so 26 years of my life, I had been praying a specific prayer on and off um, about being connect connected, meeting my biological father. I did not know who uh, my biological father was. Well, I knew, you know, information, but I had never met him. And so that was a prayer that I had been praying. I would pray. Sometimes I would put the energy, emotional energy into trying to find him using the information that I had. Um, I would hit dead ends. And so I just kind of felt like, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm doing all these great things in my life. I have, you know, all these degrees. I have family and friends who love me. I'm doing great things in my career. Maybe I don't need to find him. Like my life has been great without him. However, seven months, before my wedding, it hit me a lot harder than it had ever hit me before. We were in premarital counseling, and, you know, of course, with counseling, you're talking about different things, how your family dynamic is going to be, and that was just tugging on me, like, throughout the whole counseling process, so I was just like, okay, God, I guess, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do, and so, of course, even with that, I ignored it, you know, pushed it to the side, but as time progressed, you know, I start seeing little faint clues, little faint idea, um, just different things. My grandmother called and told me that she had found a letter that he sent. And then uh, a few months later, I found something else that he had sent my mom when they were dating. And so I was just like, okay, God, I, I hear it. I hear it. And so um, once I finally made up my mind that I was just going to, you know, let my guard down and let him lead the way and let him just figure it all out. And, of course, with me doing some work behind it, you know, being a little private investigator, even though I'm not certified in that, that's when, you know, the prayer was answered. So it was in within a week that all of this, you know, was answered. So I decided on a Tuesday that I was going to, you know, tell my mom, like, mom, this is what I'm going to do, regardless of what you think, like, I need to do this for myself. And so actually that, mo that Monday I had wrote, it was around Christmas time, it was December of 2016 
So that Monday I had wrote up a letter on Google. I put, it was called, All I Want for Christmas is to Meet Him. And so that Monday I wrote it. Tuesday I told my mom. That Tuesday night, found his Facebook page. That Wednesday, friend requested him, wrote him a message on Facebook. He responded. That Thursday, uh, we talked on the phone for the very first time. That Friday, I was at the lab core in Atlanta, and he was in the lab core in Arizona, and we were taking the DNA test. The following Wednesday, they called back with the results and said that it was a 99.9% chance that that was my biological father, and then a month till that day uh, that I found him. So that was December 8th when I found the page. January 8th, my husband and I were on our on the plane flying to Arizona to meet him for the first time. And so that, wow. you know, God, God wants us to pray. You know, God is there. He's, you know, you have not because you ask not. And so sometimes, in life, we are afraid to ask for those prayers that we may feel that are unreachable, whether it be finding a, a long-lost relative, whether it be, you know, getting that job or getting into this graduate program or whatever it may be. And sometimes those bold prayers, they scare us, and so it stops us from praying those. But that's what God wants. God honors those bold prayers, and he wants us to put that word behind the bold prayer so that he can really show you, like, this is who I am, and this is what you want, and I'm going to give you bigger and better. And so that bold prayer, that was one of the, that was probably the boldest prayer I ever prayed in my life. And so I just knew how God was able to manifest that for me. And when I was intentional about it, he was able to answer it so fast. I just knew that if he could do it for me, he can do it for, you know, someone else. And so I wanted to share my story and hope that it's inspiration for other people to pray those bold prayers. Like I said, whether it be finding a relative or going for that job or going to move to a new place or whatever it may be. So that's the story of Be Spiritually Bold. Oh, my goodness. And what a story that is. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, my goodness. That's that's amazing. And so you guys, I'm assuming, are still in constant contact now, right? Yes, we are. So uh, that was January. He came to our wedding, June of, well, now, 2017. Um, we be, we talk all the time. I have two sisters. I have some nieces and nephews. So oh, like, wow. It, it all worked out for the good. Yeah, so we're we're doing well. Well, I'm happy you got your prayer answered. Wow, that that is absolutely amazing. And so that actually leads into my next question. How have you actually integrated your faith into your life and in your business? Well, so I had no choice but to just, you know, put God forever, forever at the center after that um, prayer that he answered. And so I make it a duty of mine to just make sure that I at least incorporate some time with God, whether that be reading devotionals, reading the verse of the day. Uh, one thing that really helped me that was leading up to uh, me deciding to pray that prayer and be intentional about it was a prayer challenge. And so I've completed um, Draw the Circle by Mark Batterson. It's a 40-day prayer challenge. I've done that three times. And so that really has helped me um, just get whenever I feel like I'm stuck whether that be in my marriage, whether that be at work. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through the day without, you know, these kids getting on my nerves. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. Imagine. <laughs> or just trying to just 
or only just seeking clarity about, you know, what I'm going to do, like what be spiritually bold is. If it's what I'm, if it's what you want me to do, I just, you know, go to him, I write it down, pray it out in some way, somehow he gives me a sign to answer that. So I just make sure that, you know, whenever I'm struggling or even whenever I'm celebrating successes, I go to God and just uh, thank him or go to him and seek advice or guidance. Wow. Okay. And, and that is some excellent advice because I, and to be quite honest, I do the exact same thing. I start my day off with some Bible study because otherwise <laughs> working in the corporate world too, and I'm sure you understand, I mean, it, it can get a bit hectic. So you want to make sure that you start your day off right. So I do the exact same thing. Um, you have yeah. such an interesting story. What made you move to Cairo, Egypt? I mean, I, I get it. It was the job, but at the same time, Man, that that's that is such a culture shock, I would imagine. So what made you actually Oh yes it is. <laughs> so I was finished well, I was in my third year of being a school counselor in Atlanta and I knew that I wanted something different. I knew that I couldn't be at my current school because it was either me. It was either me or uh, the principal and I feel felt like you know I need I have a livelihood that I need to support so it's going to have to be me to leave and so I knew that I wanted to go to a different school and the international thing it was kind of like oh it's an idea but I had never really heard of too many counselors going abroad to you know be a counselor yeah. and so it was just something different a new experience um, my husband and I we were in our first year of our marriage we don't have any kids we don't we didn't have, we don't have any plans to have any anytime soon. Our parents are in good health. And so it was just kind of like a, why not? And we, you know, prayed about it and say, you know, if it's God's will, that's what we'll do. Um, Cairo, Egypt wasn't necessarily like, yes, we're going to go here. I went through a whole process with the agency where I did different interviews. I had interviews in Kuwait. I had some interviews in, um, South Korea and an interview in Nigeria and I was actually offered some different positions but I turned them down and Cairo Cairo Egypt came up and that was the only place that would offer me a position and also my husband a position um so it was kind of like okay I guess this is where we're supposed to be because my husband he's not in education he was actually in corporate America so and we knew that we went into it knowing that if I do get a position he would have to find another job because they call your spouse a traveling spouse and they don't typically offer the traveling spouse um, a position. And so we were fortunate enough to have a position offered to me and he, um, he got offered a position as well. So it was kind of like, this is where we're supposed to be. So this is where we're going. Wow. So uh, that had to be a shock for him too. So are you both international counselors then? Is he one as well or... No, he's he's actually a PE teacher. Oh, okay. um, so it's he's in a completely different field. He came from corporate America. Okay. Doing HR and payroll. So he's an educator. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So what lesson has living abroad taught you? Lesson or lesson? Living abroad. I'm sure it's probably a lot. <laughs> We would be here all day if I told you all of the lessons, but the most <laughs> important lesson, and I would say the hardest lesson for me to learn and accept being over here has been patience. Mm. 
Mm. Patience, because uh, patience is a virtue. But when you're over here and you're in a new country and the way that they do things don't make sense to you and there's no explanation for it, you just you have to be patient because there were a, there was a period of time where I was questioning myself every day, like, why am I here? What am I doing here? I'm going home. I told my husband every day, I'm leaving. I'm going home, not to our home in Egypt. I'm going back to Atlanta. Because, like, they just, there's no sense of urgency over here. And some of their processes are kind of like in the stone age. And I was just like, just, but as time has gone on, it's kind of like, okay, that's how they do it. If they say they're going to come and check, you know, check your water heater at 4 o'clock, it might be 7 o'clock, it might be 10 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. That would over drive here, they night. say, it, oh, right. And so, of course, in the beginning, I'm new with culture shock, all types of things are going on. You're kind of like, this makes no sense. But as time has progressed, my patience has gotten a lot better. So when I come back to Atlanta, I should be a little bit better if I have to wait in traffic. So we'll see. Okay. And and you really would have learned patience. I've been to Atlanta, so that traffic is something else. <laughs> so you really would have learned patience if you're all okay with that. <laughs> Because, uh, um, yeah, that we have quite a bit of traffic in Chicago, too. So I hear you on that one. Um, mm -hmm. Name one thing that you want to cross off your bucket list for 2019. I don't know how you could top being in Egypt, but what what else do you want to cro cross off? Um, I would say one bucket list item that I would like to cross off is to develop Be Spiritually Bold into a brand. And so not just a blog. I want to, you know, make it bigger than it is. I want to incorporate devotionals. I want to do, you know, host prayer challenges. I want to just connect with other women and, you know, encourage them to be bold as well. So just working my way to kind of develop it into more of a brand and not just a blog i'll still be blogging about my adventures mm -hmm. here in egypt or wherever life may take us but i just i want to kind of get it out i gotta be honest i think you are well on your way i i, I don't know if you're just viewing it as a blog but i feel like you already have a brand already maybe it's just you having more oh, of the confidence you. i feel like it's a brand already i it, that's kind of surprising that you even <laughs> had that as your answer I was like oh wait a minute I thought it was going to be something a little bit different but <laughs> I feel like you have a brand yeah and guys if you take a look at her site I'm sure you're probably going to come away feeling the same way I do you're definitely well on your way if you don't feel that way I'm telling you you have a brand already so <laughs> oh thank you that means a lot we could yeah. be so hard we could be so hard on ourselves so. we can we can so first of all thank you for taking the compliment and not like trying to diminish it that's another thing <laughs> that I do right I have to catch myself on doing that too but yes you definitely have a brand so embrace that for sure for thank sure. you so much um if you could change one event in your life, okay, so we're going to come up with the next couple of questions are, are more fun just to kind of learn like even more about you and just kind of fun. So if you could change okay. one event in your life, what would it be and why? And then do you think your life would be different than what it is now? Um. I, I pondered this question. I would say 
I, you know, everything happens for a reason yep. in our lives. Like everybody says that, like our mom said, grandma said, Pookie them, everybody says everything yep. happens for a reason, whether we want to accept it or not. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose one thing, I would have done a travel abroad program when I was in college or grad school. Um, that's what I probably would have done just so I can travel more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I had done that, if my life would be different in that I would have probably been more well, a little bit intentional about picking a career that allowed me to travel more. But, you know, here I am in Egypt as an international school counselor. So I guess everything came full circle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is a good, that is an excellent point. And I guess, I guess Pookie and them were right. Things do happen for a reason because you still made it. <laughs> right, right, right. You still right. made it, right? Like, so, <laughs> so you still made that happen. It, it's kind of funny. You still made that happen. That's amazing. That That's awesome. Right. So if you had one day that you could repeat over and over and over for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Uh, I I would repeat my wedding day over and over again, just because like my husband and I, we planned our wedding mm-hmm. and we wanted to do it that way. Like I'm just the super, super duper planner. Like I had checklists from my bridesmaids. Like when I asked them, I was like, okay, you said yes to be my bridesmaid. Okay, here's an email with some PDF documents that I, this is what you need to wear. This is when, where you got to be. This is where you have to stay. So like very detailed, organized. But the wedding day itself, it was, to me, it was perfect. Like all of my family was there. My husband's family was there. People were on time. The music was good. The food was good. We danced. Like I, I don't have anything that I would change from that day and it was just a like both families coming together having a great time it was just it was just fun it was nice to see everybody together everybody smiling everybody coming from different all around the world uh not all around the world all around the country sure um and i remember my cousin he he had just got back from his deployment in iraq and his mom didn't know well we didn't know if he was going to make the wedding but uh, last minute, he ended up coming back maybe like three weeks before, three or four weeks before the wedding. And so my husband and I, we secretly like bought his tug, got him his shoes. And oh. so a few days before the wedding, he showed up and he was able to come. And so like my, you know, my entire family was there. So oh. that was, that's the day I would replay over and over again. Oh, that sounds like an amazing day. That's awesome. That sounds so cool. So if you... Here's another fun one. If you could spend time locked in a room with anyone from history, who would it be and why? <sighs> I know that's a tough one. Who would it be and why? <laughs> that is, there's so many people I know, like locked I know. someone who's from history that's still alive, or I picked the one from the civil rights era. Like I would say, hmm. I'm probably going to throw you for a loop on this one. It just popped in my head. I would probably say I would sit down or be in a locked room with Sojourner Truth. Really? Okay. Yeah, you did throw me for a loop on that one. Go ahead. I, I'm definitely. So I, for some reason, she just popped in my head because I just, I don't know. She just popped in my head for some reason. Sojourner Truth. You, you know what I'm thinking about? 
I said it wrong. Harriet Tubman, the Underground Railroad. That's what Ah, okay. Harriet okay. Tubman, the Underground. I said it wrong. History is all in my head. I would say Harriet Tubman just because how she, the just to ask her, like, what was going through her head to make her constantly go, you know, go through the Underground Railroad oh, yeah. to help people to freedom. Like, I just, just, you know, knowing what ha- has happened to people who have tried to do it before you, knowing that what has happened, knowing what could happen to you, just how are you able, just to ask her, like, how are you able to persevere? Like, how are you able to keep going? What was going through your head? What prayers were you asking God to ask her for you? Like, how are you able to do it? That is, I wow, that's actually a really, really good one. I Yeah, that's, you know, I didn't even think of that one myself, to be quite honest with you. That That's a fantastic answer on that one. That That's a really good one. Um, so then last question, last but not least, what's the best piece of advice that you have for aspiring bloggers and entrepreneurs? Um, as a person that can be hard on herself, I would say just to do it. Like, you don't have to have everything in order. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have the perfect blog site. You don't have to have the perfect social media. You don't even have to have even something as simple as your about me page all the way worked out. Like if you know that you have a message that you want to share with other people, whether that be in Christianity, whether that be in fashion, whether that be in food, whether that be in travel, just go for it. There's somebody there's somebody out there that wants to hear what you have to say. And even if you impact one person a day, then you've done like then you've done what you set out to do. I would just say just go for it. Just and learn along the way because that's honestly how I've been doing it. Learning along the way, changing things. I've changed my blog website three times in the past year, like because I don't think like each every few months I have a new idea or I have something that I want to add or I have something that I think I want to make it better. So I would just say just go for it. And if you don't know, ask somebody. Google is your best friend. Yes. Google is your best friend. Yes. yes. And don't and don't be afraid and don't be afraid and don't be intimidated by what you see on social media because what people put on social media, that's only what they put out really. You don't know what struggles and what they've endured on the back end that they're not putting out there. So you don't, don't compare yourself to them because you don't know what their story was. You don't know how they got to that chapter 10 and you're on chapter one. Oh my goodness. I hope all the people in the back heard that too. (laughs) 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 Because that is, uh, that is fantastic advice. You are so right on that. So many people get kind of like sucked into these fabricated lives that they see. And, and, and some of them, uh, let me take that back. Some of them may not necessarily be fabricated, but what I mean by that is you only see one piece of the puzzle. You don't see the entire thing. Right. And, and some people right. are comparing them, their, you know, their downfalls to someone else's good day. That might be the only good day that they've had right. in like a year. You don't know that. So that is fantastic right. advice. And I, I really appreciate you for sharing that advice. Um, next thank thing, you. I just want to thank you so much for taking time out to come on the show. I really appreciate it. I know the audience is definitely going to be in love with you as well. And at this time, I just want to, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. And please feel free to share any other information that you want to have with the audience. Um, 
Miss Latasha, I just want to thank you for this lovely, lovely opportunity. This is my very first interview, and I hope that I did well. Um, I just want to thank you for just providing a platform to just share with your, you know, starring you, your how to thrive from nine to five, and just, you know, allowing allowing yourself to ask these questions and, you know, get to know more about each other, get to know more about your brand, you know, it's connected people because there are people that are listening that have no idea who I am. And even when I share on my platform, like just being able to network and connect because everybody can learn something from someone. So I just really appreciate you for that. And um, you can find me on all Facebook and Instagram at Be Spiritually Bold. Um, that's me. Feel free to ask me any questions, comment. I do respond. I like to laugh. You'll see some funny things. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. And her information is going to be on my site as well. So again, thank you so much, Maisha. I really appreciate it. And thanks so much, guys, for listening to today's podcast. I'm confident that my side hustle of helping others to invest in themselves via my YouTube channel this podcast, and most importantly, my online courses can be of assistance to you. If you enjoy Starry News Podcast, please consider becoming a supporter by donating to help offset the cost of producing this show. Be sure to check out Starry News Ultimate social media content calendar as well. And remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. You never know who you may inspire. See you in the next episode.